Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today uh, I'm going international via home um, with a, with somebody who I've been following on social media. Um, is a proper role model. It's absolutely fantastic in all the work that she's doing. Um, without further ado, Sam Core, also known as Combat Core. Welcome to the Bandwagon Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, I mean, it's, it's sorry. The the pleasure is all mine. Um, you know, it's trying, trying. I was always trying to get in contact. I was like trying to work out how, what kind of approach I would do. You all, you're just traveling everywhere, everywhere, and um, to keep keep tabs on you is very difficult. Yeah, it is. Um, every time I get a phone call from a friend, they'll be like, "Wait, before I start a conversation, what country are you in?" And I'm like, "Come on, is it that bad?" <laughs> I think it's I think it's a, it's a it's a sign of in terms of uh success in terms of what you got what you're doing but also in terms of kind of a learning point you know like traveling the world and and taking things in what what do you find the, the most things that you take away from especially when you're traveling you definitely do experience things you experience um even culturally so you experience people you experience people's cultures people's backgrounds that's a big thing when you're traveling the food um i think I've, all the countries i've been so far england still beats it all india and england they have the best food um but yeah so and just being independent as well like finding that stuff like you know for yourself even little things like um like obviously i do gatka right which we'll probably talk about properly in depth after what it is um you know even taking shastar abroad I was the first time I did it. I was like so scared. I was like, "Oh, I can't." And actually, I've actually never done it. I was supposed to do it now with this Toronto, but um, and you realize that, oh my god, this is the kind of thing you leave onto your parents, like stuff like that, or car rentals, looking for flights. Usually, my my brother is really good at looking for flights, getting the best deal. But like, I've learned all these little little things, which people might think, "Oh, just that." But yeah, it adds up when you're planning a whole trip, uh, where you want to stay. Because I'm very fussy about where I stay. It has to be a nice place, whether it's someone's house or it's a hotel. Um, and yeah, you just learn and you just grow like that as well, for sure. Being more I, independent I, there by I, yourself. How do you say if you've got to stay at someone's house and you actually got second thoughts? Actually, like I'm not sure this house is any good. Oh. Well, uh, touch wood. That's not happened to me. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's the that is the correct answer. That is very diplomatic. I like the way you uh, you served that question. It was a bit naughty of me actually to set you up, but I just thought I just no, test the waters. I like like I don't care what you ask me. Like I will say how it is, and I'm not going to be sorry about it because 
it's my opinion and it's my thought and it's my experience but i will not be nasty to anyone i'll be i will not be mean throughout this podcast and i will i will not um be saying anything indirectly to somebody but if the shoe fits that that's on you and that's it really wow <laughs> lovely i should get you to do some of my pungra ones okay <laughs> here we go here we go um so you know your um so your career so you're based in um canada now but you are originally from the uk is that right yeah born and bred in the uk was there for 27 years so what 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 made you kind of like think get up and go was it just the weather or was it just um (laughs) i know there's a lot of assumptions out there as well so i might as well just be open about that about why i moved and we all know that people like to talk and be like oh there's a reason she must have moved and oh it's but trust me I have not moved because of any situation, because of someone. Literally, no one is scary enough to make me move like that, okay? Because I still go back to England. So if that was the case, what people are saying, then I wouldn't be going back. But now that's clear. Um, I actually moved because, so my nan can live on this side um, in, in BC. Um, it actually started with my friend proposing a business opportunity to me and um, to open a cake shop in Toronto. Um, and I, that's obviously that was Toronto. Um, and I just, I, around that time, um, when we were planning it, um, things were a bit up and down. Um, my nephew passed away that, that, that year. Um, my brother was in that accident too. And um, he was only 14, um, my nephew was. Mm. And after that, um, I kind of said to my friend, I was like, listen, Obviously, it was really hard for us and my family and everybody when that happened. I tried, uh, So I told my friend, obviously, look, can we fast forward things? I need something to focus on. And so I said, I want to do the cake shop quick. I want to go to Toronto quick. I wanted to just get out of there. I don't know. I just wanted something to focus on other than what's happened because my brother did get hurt quite a lot as well in that accident. So, yeah. Um. So my friend literally was like, you know what, fine, let's go. Let's have a quick meeting and let's do it. So we fast forwarded it. Um, my The accident happened in uh, April and I moved by May. So like this year, the next month. Um, we went to Toronto. It was good like to get out and like try and be focusing on something else. And uh, long story short, it didn't really work out because Canada is so different when you want to open a business. Yeah, And I guess my friend wasn't really prepared. Um, so. It was going to take some time. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to England. And I was like, you know what? My nanne, mama dihuni are complaining that, why is she in Toronto? She should be in BC. So I was like, I'm not going to wait around either. I'm going. So what I did, I thought before I actually go to BC, because I knew that once I'm there, I'm just going to stay there. I'm going to go back to England, spend some more time with mom and dad, because it was just going to be me and my brother who's going to move at this point. Um, and then I'll just move properly for good. Uh, on a working visa though um so then my uh so obviously that happened so I went back and then I and then I moved to BC in like August and I've just been here since living with my mama Jihuni uh mama Jihuni I've been saying for like many years for us to move and it's always been because of me that we're not because of my friends there and and you know my work there and everything but as you get older you realize that actually you know what you don't have to be like so attached to all these things like friends and I'm not saying I don't love, I love my friends and I will do anything for my friends and they know that. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that life is the way, like, you can have it all if you want it. Um, so 
when I moved here, I realized that my career is way better. My money is good. Like, and that's like the main reason I moved the money and the career because you're at work most of the time. So you need to make sure you're happy there. Um, so yeah, I decided from that, um, that's it. I need to move. And I can, you know, with friends, you can always go back. You can always visit. And I already have twice this year alone. So mm. I'm good at all. So that's the reason I actually moved. I am. I didn't know it was uh, such a focal point in, in some ways, but I was gonna get, I was gonna get to that. But in terms of like, you made a few decisions there just based on emotion. In terms of like, you've gone through a very heavy sort of loss within the family. You've then, um, you know, your brother. Um, did you do you think you managed to do the uh, deal with the emotion? And is that? Is that something that you are conscious about now when you're making some of your, your, your decisions? Because, you know, considering that's in April and you're, you're there in May, um, it didn't work out. So you were kind of on the, you know, fast paced kind of decision making there. Yeah. So um, I, I don't regret any of it. I don't regret that I was trying to focus on something else. And um, because at the end of the day, I don't think there's any such thing as doing something too fast. Um that's my experience. Like some people are like, oh no, you'll need time for this. You'll need to plan this, blah, blah, blah. But it's okay to just up and go because actually everything I've done since it has worked out. Like you could say, well, you know, your shop didn't work out. Yeah. And I got the experience, didn't I? Like I got to see Toronto and made friends, people who know Combat Core in Toronto got to meet me. I have family there. I got to meet them. Um, so it was a good it was just good and I got the experience of okay you know what if I do want to open a shop in the future um th this is what I'll need to do or this is what I need to consider so I, I, I got I gained all that from going there if I didn't I would have now thought oh I bet it's easy to open a shop or whatever and I know what the marketing's like I know kind of how to do what's the steps towards it because obviously we were planning it obviously we were looking for shops blah 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 and um, so definitely and and then obviously I, moved, I came back but all that may seem like a rash decision but I'm happy where I am today so and I think it's without those steps I wouldn't be I just want to go back in terms of what a young a young uh, Samuk was like um and the the differences between yourself and combat core in, in some ways as a, as a kind of a persona do, do you separate the two or is it is it or is it part of one Mm, I think it is one it's not and I know a lot of people have a stage name and then a personal name which they can't differentiate I mean mostly it's probably actors and actresses who do that though so I'm not sure but yeah me for sure it's just the one Combat Core Sun Moko is same um I guess Combat Core grew from Sun Moko um and that's why I say that um whether you know people will see me as a confident person a, a bit of a feisty person which I am um, I, w I couldn't tell. <laughs> like, you know, the feisty side is, um, okay, maybe that's more sun muck though, because obviously when I'm combat core, cool, it's like I need to keep it a bit more controlled. I can't be too feisty now. <laughs> yeah, but, especially uh, if you've got weapons in your hand. I don't think that many people are going to be a bit cheeky to you. Yeah, yeah, no. But the thing is, like, people might see feistiness as a bad thing, but it's not if you're standing your ground. And now me, I'll get. I will get uh, hate for it, like sometimes, like oh, she's so rude or she's so cheeky, and 
but actually people can't stand when you stand up for yourself so i think that's the problem they'll they, they'll take it the wrong way but i'm not gonna stop standing for myself <laughs> so when you were um when you were younger you used you had your relationship with god got started at the age of five is that right and um how, how what was your introduction to that Okay, so um, I was five when I started, and that was because um, of my mom. A lot of people think that it's my dad. My dad is my teacher, and they think that my dad got me into it, but there's a twist that it's actually my mom. And the way that was because I used to go to Gatka classes with my dad. My mom sent me, but I used to just be running around and just getting distracted and just, oh, I can't do it, and then just, like, carry on, do my thing, you know, uh, but not actually listen. And it was hard for dad because... You know, you got other students, you can't, you can't just be, like, focusing on me. It's like he would leave me to it, but then I'm, like, run off again or, do you know what I mean? So my dad was like to mom, oh, she doesn't listen. Um, so then my mom had to start Gatka with me. And then um, my mom started doing the Pentra. Pentra is, like, the basic of Gatka. It's a footwork, which then you learn with the hands. My mom actually learned it with me. And, and then that's when I started learning properly um once I got the hang of it and I started getting into it a bit more got a bit older then mom obviously you know quit <laughs> and left me to it with my dad so out of my family it's me mom and dad me my dad and my brother who do got the class it's just for those people who um kind of uh who are listening or for the first time we don't know much about Gatka can you just give us a bit of, like a brief introduction of your knowledge in terms of what what it means to you and your understanding of it yeah, so everybody will think Gatka um, in a different way. Think of Gatka in a different way. Uh, for me, Gatka is the Sikh martial art that um, that uh, so the martial art that I used back in the day when they used to fight the Mughals, and it's been continued on since. Um, it's not just a weapon-based martial art. So some people think that oh, you know, it's a weapon-based martial art only, but it's not. Uh, it is a, a unarmed combat too that's what I believe I believe that when, when Maharaj back in the day would fight and say if they lost their shashtar I don't think they would run the opposite way I genuinely feel like you know they would they would be fighting with hands then at that point um so that's what it is to me it's also a discipline it keeps you disciplined it isn't all about the violence um it's definitely a discipline too uh, I guess if uh, I would say definitely that if you don't have discipline as a martial artist, you are not a true martial artist. Um, because that's, I feel like that's one of the main rules, one of the, uh, you know, that's one of the ways you should be disciplined when it comes to martial arts, weapons, because you have a lot of power, you know, you have a lot of authority in that sense when it comes to the martial art, you know what you're doing. And I think it, it's like, you have to keep that in control, for sure. And you, as was there any part of you because um you know as 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 a kid especially when I used to go and see especially at Nagarkita and you used to see a lot of the the Gatka displays from there you used to kind of you know peek behind someone's back to look at it because you're scared of of a, of an accident happening uh, I remember my my friend actually was um went to a few Gatka uh, classes and lost a tooth because he got he got hit was there was there any fear in terms of when you were kind of learn learning it, especially very early on? Because it's not it's not for the weak hearted for me for me to say. From my opinion, I always I always had a lot more kind of, like idolization of, of people who, who use it because it was you know I'm into martial arts. I, you know I, I, I just 
got Bruce Lee shirt. I, I, I love watching people who who master their, their their disciplines or who who are into it. But it always comes with a bit of fear and trepidation. Did you experience that at all? Or was that because it was already in the house, your dad kind of subconsciously already kind of fed it into you? Yeah, I, I don't think I was ever... Um, yeah, I, I don't think I was ever afraid like that. It's weird. I can't remember a, a stage in my life where I was scared like that at all. Uh, when it came to it, I was so used to it. So I guess because I started from a young age that it, it kind of um, ingrained in me or something. Mm. I don't know. But well, was there so, a lot of girls doing it as well at, the, at, that, at that time with you? Or were you one of the few? Um, I've always been the one that's continued. So I'm the one who's been doing the longest out of everyone. And I think all the teams, really, to be honest. Um, people used to come and go. So we would get women who come. And then come for a few years, and maybe stop, and then, yeah. But you also but, started teaching, uh, didn't you, at the age of sixteen as well? How different was that from when you were teaching to when you were a student? I was fifteen. Fifteen, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was. I mean, obviously, I can't remember exactly, but I just remember because um, I got quite good at it quite quick um but to be fair that's a lot of years you know five to fifteen uh so I you know and then I would just start helping my dad um you know in the class and stuff so but yeah what was your question in terms of from what, what was the main differences that you kind of experienced from when you were a student to when you were teaching so so teaching then and teaching now are you saying uh, when you know just from the first transition of when you were student, because like when you're a student, it, you you obviously you're learning. I mean, you're constantly learning. Let's get out of that. You know, you're always learning, right? But then when you sometimes is when you go into from uh, when you start teaching, you realize some of your techniques, your own technique, or you might be learning how to kind of speak with people or trying to teaching methods. Did that ever come into into play or and and help you at all? I think when it came to teaching, like, I wouldn't really, I would focus strictly on teaching the person what I know. Um, it would help me teach them, as in, it would help me um, how to explain. So, like, it would get easier for me every time as well, in that sense. So, every time I'm teaching someone, it would get easier because I'll be like, oh, wait, this method worked easy for this person. Okay, this person, maybe I can teach and then break it down in a better way. So, the more I was teaching, the more easier it was getting me for me to teach um but the younger kids it would get hard uh because obviously sometimes they don't have the patience sometimes they're rushing it or sometimes they're just not listening and then they start looking at something else and it's like hello you know um but uh yeah it's still experience like currently now though I'm not really teaching I'm uh people have been saying to me in Canada to start classes but I just don't have the time right now um they're even saying even if you can try and do virtual that's fine but it's just really hard because, you know, I want to be committed once I start. I don't want to be like, oh, I can't come now. I'm, I'm going here. I'm going over there. Like, I need to make sure I'm committed when I do start. So, yeah, but we'll see about that. But, yeah, so in regards to teaching, yeah, for sure. Um, over the t- over the time, over time, I think I stopped teaching when I was, like, 25, maybe. It was on and off throughout those whole years. Um, yeah. And the last time I taught was actually just now in the camp, Toronto's course, course camp. I did a workshop. 
Um, we did, um, and I taught them taught them the pentra with the hands, the feet. It was really fun. It was really good. You know, with, with the pentra, just going through that, what's the? Can you just um, explain what's the significance of that and the importance of it? The pentra would be a, you could also call it a salami. It's a basically showing respect to Guruji. So Guruji, I don't mean Guru Granth Sahib at this point. I'm talking about the Shastar. I see my Shastar as my Guru, and the reason for that is because. Uh, our 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh Ji Maharaj, would bow down to Shastar. So if they bow down to Shastar, like, of course I'm going to, you know, show that respect. Um, God, I love Shastar. Like, when I talk about it, I get this heartbeat, like, warm feelings inside. Um, but yeah, so definitely that's, like, part of the respect coming towards them. And what you do is, with the Pentra, it also can be an attack. It also can be a defense mechanism, which I was showing the people. Showing people, I can't really show you on camera right now. It's too small. Um, but yeah, um, and then you finish it off with a jump, and then you kind of sit in a like a in a disciplined position, you could say, and you ask for agya, and you put your head down. Um, you're basically saying to Maharaj, like, give me agya to pick up a shastad. You're asking for permission. You're not just taking the shastad and swinging it around. Um, I feel like asking for uh asking you know in a humble way for a shastad i think that's an amazing thing and i think that's what makes your warriors are well. like coming back to the discipline warrior side of things you know see that's the discipline that you're asking maharaj can i have this you know and then and then people will reply the sangat will reply guru ki agya meaning maharaj is giving you permission to pick up that shastad so um yeah that's a little bit about the pentra so you know you're 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 a young person at this stage. You're still young now, but I mean, like you're a young person at this stage. You've got these skills. You've got a martial arts discipline, um, which is so so powerful. You know, at at, at school and stuff. How did you kind of manage not to let that side come out, knowing that you you had all these skills? Because I I know that there would be some some characters who would misuse that those skills to, that, that 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 they have. How did you kind of uh, keep that discipline there? Uh, I'm going to be honest but and say that even though I did Gatka, um, I wasn't that confident when I was younger. And some people were like, what? I was like, yeah. Like, I I only learned confidence and it wasn't... Okay, Gatka definitely played a part. But the main reason I'm, I was confident as I got older was because of the stuff I went through. So personal stuff, things that actually hurt me, um, things that got me down in life, when people didn't support me but went against me instead, or they will listen to rumors and, you know, be narrow-minded about things, not approach me and talk to me, but just assume things. These kind of things are the things that made me stronger and more confident. Not, I wouldn't say gutka as much. However, obviously that played a part after, like, you know, I made it bigger and that helped me because of the training um remembering who I am and not letting these people get to me um in school I wasn't actually that confident um I don't know I, I don't know why but I guess it just is different for everybody else someone who did martial arts from a young age maybe they were just confident like from the start but I wasn't my confidence probably kicked in properly I'd say when I got into university to be honest was it I mean, I'm I'm not uh, going anywhere into that um, arena. What what you were saying, uh, but I can relate to a little bit of the shyness. And um, uh, I was very shy as a as a kid, and then until yeah. I started learning the doll, um, 
and because when you when you're in a tour, yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna that was, this was my segue into that. Um, uh-huh. I, it, learning the tour was one of the things where it, where I learned to be kind of part of a team um, as well. But then also uh, when you'd have to play solo or when you had gigs at weddings or parties and things like that, and that really helped break my sort of um, uh, my confidence bit. You've got a, a, a. You also play the tall and that. What was the what was your uh, relationship with with the tall as well? Tall was good, man. Like I started tall in year seven, um, and uh, I joined a, a team, obviously a group. I learned from a teacher called Mister Singh, and which is probably for a lot of people's teachers in Birmingham, anyway. And um, oh where, my god, where was, where was he? Where was he based? Uh, Birmingham. Mr. Singh. Yeah. I'm. I'm probably like getting loads of people just shouting at me. So, Rick, how don't you know Mr. Singh? I because I learned from Door Blast, isn't it? Good done, Mal. Oh my God, we used to team up with them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Door Blast, and they've played like the Door first as well. Like obviously doing Gatka, and we've seen them at Nuggets. Them like, yeah, come, come, we need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so- yeah. Yeah, Door Blasters, wait, what's his name? The teacher. Good John, man. The one you used to Good be John. with. He used to live near me. He's literally my dad's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad. So that, that, that's Hansworth there and then. Oh, that's, you know, yeah. there and then. Because my it was my school we used to call Mr. Singh in, so that's why I learned of him. Oh, right, okay. We get to miss a lesson for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, a, so yeah, you're, you're learning your tall bit. Yeah, yeah. So I had a good connection with tall. Like it was fun, you know, being part of a group and doing performances in in, in front of the whole school and for Versailles and whatever other stuff they used to have. Um, concerts we used to call them, uh, school concerts, you could say. Um, yeah, it was fun. I like music. Um, I don't really know what got me into it though. Maybe my friend and me, we just found out about it. We were just like, oh, should we try it? And then we tried it, me and my friend, and um, we we actually liked it. It was good, and it's coming handy. It's weird because back then I didn't think doll. Oh, I, it can come handy when I do gatka. I just thought doll music. Oh, this is fun, and it turned into something I needed. So God is great because He'll lead me to do stuff that actually gonna come useful. Because now, like in in England, when I was back in England, and we used to have bookings for gatka, my dad would need like it would it, obviously say if it was a school day or work day it's hard for people to come off and you know go to it especially if it was like we were doing a performance in a university or a school it was hard for people to come with us to do the gatka with us because obviously they're at work or whatever or at school um so me and my brother we would take time off school um and then uh, we would perform and it would be just literally probably like four of us four of us doing a whole demo right it used to be a killer and then it would be like literally me playing doll, going on doing my thing and then dad's gonna play dolls and then my brother's gonna go like literally like a whole 360 like and it was crazy once we did four demos in one day we killed it <laughs> <laughs> so from uh, you know when when i've talked about the doll before it's been in uh punjabi folk music and stuff like that what's the significance for the doll in as as for the martial art so I believe back in the day, obviously they used drums. Um, they probably used nagari and the and the tools. You know how the tools are like they they they're a different size now. I think back then they were bigger. Uh, but obviously that's the closest thing 
we can use. Mm. Um, obviously adapted that you start using it for pangra and stuff. That's what I believe. Um, but I guess it just, yeah. I mean, they use it, we use it. It's what it is, what it is, Hannah. Like, mm -hmm. no, I guess. by the way, music at the end of the day, it's what it's about what you do with it. So obviously, we do it for the beat, for us to. It gets you an adrenaline, adrenaline as well, like kicks in when you're, you know, doing the tall and probably same with the pangra people. Um, and it, it just helps you because we have a beat that goes slow when you're doing gatka slow and then when you do a jagara it's like the tall person should know like yo you're gonna now double it up and then we're gonna <laughs> okay, pass. and then they're gonna go and we say fate meaning stop and then it'll, it will slow down again and go back to chal or whatever slow one you want to play wow yeah see yeah. that's what I thought should be useful in, in my head to do that <laughs> yeah. um but no, I don't want to offend people and be like, oh, yeah. No, no, it's fine. I think from, from this side, it's like, you know, I'm I'm learning, um, you know, it's the same as other, uh, as people probably listening or for the first time or already know. You'll have people yeah. with different experiences and different sort of knowledge and learning. So it's important, you know, for for clarification and to understand your journey in terms of what, what you're doing. Um, Your social media presence of Combat Core come about then. How did that how did that happen? Um, So I'm going to. Well, it all started in 2018. Um, I was going through a hard time in 2018 and I decided I'm going to spend some time with my sister in Australia. It's my Masi's daughter. Um, and she has three kids. I thought, you know, take this time out to go over there, spend some time, get like, you know, give my head some space, whatever, and come back. And when I was in Australia, my friend from Kent had said to me, your videos are going mad viral on Facebook. Why don't you do something on Instagram? Like, you're going through this rough time right now. Put that energy into something good, you know? And, you know, you, you'll see that. Look how, like, how much value you have as a person. And now they're like, no, I ain't doing it. Can't be bothered, blah, 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 doing all that. And I guess we all go through that where when we're going through a hard time, we will be like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do this. And we become so negative-minded just because we're going through a hard time. We forget about all the good things you know it happens and we really need to start changing that because it leads to just more negativity in life and I've gone through it hence I want to share that um that it's just not worth it and that if there's good going on going on around you if there's anything good even the littlest thing grasp onto it so he said that to me and I was just like no and then all of a sudden literally a day later he sent me a profile and it said combat core on there. He goes, here's the username, here's the password, no excuses, start uploading. And I was there like Who uh, came okay. who came up with the name? Did he come up with the name or did you? And my friend came up with it, the one from Kent. He came up with it. And he's actually a, a oh my god, does he do kickboxing or tire boxing? He's gonna kill me. But <laughs> just the same fastly you won't fastly won't be able to tell. <laughs> Sorry? If you say it fast, he won't be able to tell which one it is. But now dwelling on it, he's going to work it out that you don't know. It's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll apologize to him. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, and um, he literally named me that. He named me that. And I'm so thankful that God brings these kind of people into my life that actually help me. Like, it's easy for us to say we have friends. Everyone's got friends. But what do your friends do to do for you? You know, that's what counts, really. Um. And, you know, he did that. And, and that's it. Again, password username done. And I literally just posted. I didn't know anything about Instagram like that. And all of a sudden, I was come back core. And I followed, like, a few people.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People, um, like, just, I don't follow anyone on there. I only follow, like, close family, obviously, um, and then friends. No, no, I don't even follow friends anymore. It's just, like, other influencers, um, yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, and then that's it. I started posting, and I've not stopped since. I did have a little break in between. Um, for personal reasons and sometimes you feel down you don't want to post but I you know I, I still got it going till today so I'm happy about it I'm I'm glad I'm come back cool yeah no I, I you know that from where I first saw it I just thought the way that you kind of you know I've got my, um, my, my daughter and you know one of the things that you know trying to get into knowing about Sikhi knowing about history knowing about empowering, you know, young women uh, and women in general uh, within the bunt, um, understanding kind of the the, the stories and, and the lineage and where people come from and knowing about being empowered and seeing Gatka and seeing what you're able to do is a, is a real kind of focal point to say, if someone's doing it right now on Instagram, look, have a look at this. And, yeah. you know, you'd always, they always see, you know, the wow factor. It's always it's interesting because there's this... Um, Carl Sartoy that come that's come out, you know the action figures, and you're like, you know what, you, you, you we sort of buy our children all Marvel uh, action figures or DC actually, and we've got actual superheroes within our own history, and um, yeah. and how and how do we um, kind of explain that to to the children? I think um, I think parents especially need that kind of help in order to do it because their own knowledge might be kind of limited so when you're doing you know your your displays or your you're showing your your martial arts it's it's a very important role yeah for sure and obviously i don't just do martial arts i'm also into going to the gym you know stuff yeah. like that or so we'll do gym stuff martial arts stuff and i will talk about mental health as well i did a talk on suicide um uh, a few months back now a while back and the reason i do topics like that because no one talks about it you know, and, and, and I think that's what people love or, or I'll stand up for women when it comes to relationships. Like I remember one of the lines I said on the last one, if you're a nanny, be, be a mom. And you say to your daughter that I was like, you failed as a woman because you cannot say that. Why do you have to say that to her? What about him? Right? Not, not just, oh yeah, just her. It's got to be her responsibility. She makes or breaks the house. Maybe she does. But it can't just all be on her. It's a lot of pressure. We already have to have the pressure of moving out, you know, and, you know, joining a, a, a guy's house and, you know, following whatever they do in that house, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's that side. And, you know, and when it comes to children as well, a lot of, a, a lot of parents have come up to you even at the camp now. And a lot of countries I've been to, parents will come up to me and be like, oh, we showed you our daughter um, your videos or, or children. I mean, there's girls like the sons as well. And they love it. They was like, wow, mom, she's so strong. Or she's um, yeah, she's so good and stuff like that. And it's so cute. I love it. Like, I love when kids notice me more than obviously us adults. Because it's like, they're the future. They're so important. 
Um, and they are like, you know, when we're not here, they're going to make the difference, you know, and um, it's good because then there's so many people who have said to me, like kids and adults even, or teenagers that, oh, Benji, we want to learn now because of you, or we want to go to the gym now because of you. And it's like, oh, well, you know, and, and it was only recently it's like kicking into me that I'm actually making a difference to people. And, you know, sometimes I'll sit with it and I'll be like, wow. I've come such a long way. Like, I've gone through so much in my life. I know I have, and people probably know I have, and that's okay because, you know, today, like, I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm happy, and people actually recognizing me for my work or the effort I've put in to, um, you know, kind of... I think I didn't even know where I was going with it, to be honest, my page, I didn't know. But I'm happy that I am influencing people, empowering people, inspiring them to do better in life, P.S. I'm not a preacher, you know, religious preacher. But if it comes across like that, fine. But believe me, for me, it's just I want you to be a strong woman. I want you to be or a strong man. You know, there's men who sometimes can be a bit, you know, like soft. You could say, and they, and you know, they might be going through something, um, which is not spoken about, like, and they don't know how to get out of the situation, or they don't know how to stand up to their wife. Not in a way because they're scared, but it's just they're worried about consequences. And that's okay. They're allowed to be. We knock men for doing that. So for me, it's not just women-based either. It is for everyone. Anyone's shoe, like, if it fits, then that's fine. The shoe fits good. I hope it is helping you. And I have had men message me that, oh, my God, I was going through such a hard time. You wouldn't believe it. I just read your caption and I thought, you know what? No, I got this, man. And I was like, wow. That, that's all it took. I didn't know that. <laughs> It's timing, yeah. isn't it? It's seeing things at the right time can have an influence on it. Um, you know, you've you've just spoken about a lot of the positives in terms of what social media has brought for you and kind of lifted you on a platform. Um, sometimes that can be a bit overwhelming to be put on a uh, a platform or be influential. What has been some of the negative sides that you you you've experienced because of it? I think when it comes to me being overwhelmed, sometimes it's a negative as well because it's like, you know, uh, I remember you was one of the people messaging and then there was other few messages about, you know, and I had to workshop to be planned. And, and I started looking at everything and I was like, oh my God. And I just stepped back and I was like to my friend, oh my God. And she was like, what happened to you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. What's this feeling? I don't, you know, I've been feeling emotions that I've never felt before. Like, because, it's obviously it's new to me you gotta remember like I know there's obviously people are bigger than me out there and more famous popular whatever but for me I think within the community I've done really well for the community like because you know I've been I'm in Canada I've been obviously I'm, I live in England and I've been to Ireland crazy countries like that island and there's a woman walking past you're so inspiring come back home and just walks off and I'm like what, what just happened like you know and I'm, I'm like oh my god and like it gets overwhelming in a sense like I don't know how to feel about it sometimes and sometimes there's a negative side where I feel upset and sad because sometimes I'm just like for example I've, I've done a video which is going to be released you know I don't want to say anything about it because we want to keep it secret to this release you probably know what I'm talking about <laughs> um but you know uh even when we've done that video when we've done the shots I was so upset after that and I spoke to one of those guys and I was like oh I'm just upset I don't know I, did I do well and, and it's crazy because I'm doubting myself all of a sudden. And, uh, but it's okay. And, you know, they were like, come on, man. We've done some wicked shots. It's going to be fine. And 
yeah and then I thought with bed I was like oh you know what? I think I was just getting stressed too much that and sometimes you feel like it's too good to be true because I'm working my way up slowly I I hope so anyway I mean I've come up since um and the other big thing is I think it's people online uh who comment from like unknown accounts it can be really upsetting and they don't realize that we're upsetting somebody's daughter we're upsetting someone's sister someone's best friend and sometimes those can be hard to tackle even the biggest influencers biggest celebrities get affected by these people because obviously I guess we're we used to the whole a thousand people can say something nice and one person says the nasty thing and we're going to hold on to that when I'm going to be looking at oh yeah look at look at all the lovely things people have said we're going to think that and that can upset you definitely upsets me but I'm working through that now. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to that point. Like before, I used to be responding all the time with my feisty, feisty self. But now I'm like, okay, you've judged me or you've said this. That's fine. Like I'm just gonna ignore you. You're talking to a wall at this point. Then I'm ready, but I'm just not gonna acknowledge it. So those three are the main kind of. Those are the main negative things about I think social media. Yeah, I think like. Yeah. Um, having that mental resilience of of you know let, you know let's let's bring it into kind of a warrior spirit where Santa Sapai you having the spiritual home within you and then the warrior sits within that um, mm-hmm. and if you remove ego within that that's where it homogenizes where it actually gets the right balance in between those two forces if yeah. one sort of is overpowering the other one. I think that's where you know you can get that that tilt in terms of where things can things can happen, um, and yeah. I think it's almost like you know for I experience it in in this way when I when I'm doing my stuff, but I, you know I do worry about that mental resilience of the younger generation coming in and where discipline and physical and and having that health fitness, um, martial arts was one of the best sort of avenues to learn about um you know beating a bully yeah learning about power learning about um you know the the art learning about discipline knowing about rights and responsibilities but those are hopefully a lot of them are sort of still transferable to kind of mental resilience of when people are actively trolling um bots being created to tackle certain narratives against faiths and and everything else that's happening at that at this time and you know it's getting harder and harder to have those conversations especially around Shasta out there um you know it it is a it it, I I feel we're at a bit of a crossroads as well sometimes you know what's your thoughts on that oh for sure like when I post um, for me I think so obviously I have a few platforms um I'm on TikTok so my, my name is the same on all the uh, platforms. I'm on TikTok, Combat Core on Twi- TikTok, on Combat Core on Twitter, uh, Combat Core on Instagram, obviously. Um, I'm also Combat Core on YouTube. Now, on on uh, TikTok, oh my God, it is the worst. When I post Gatka on there, I definitely will get racist comments against Sikhs. And it's usually, you know, uh, a certain type of religion. Uh, or culture that actually says it you can tell because the words are used um and it's so sad it's so so sad that you get that even now still today um so i'd say that that that's uh that's obviously that also comes into the whole negative sides of the races i'm not just like someone being negative like that but actually being racist to your third um to what you follow it's so sad and it's always when i post gatka though 
which is circulated. Uh, so yeah. So how is that? You know, you gave a really brief sort of uh, comment at the beginning of the podcast when, um, you know, when you're traveling with Shasta, how does how what's that like? Do you are you fearful when you you do travel, especially going abroad? So I, like I was saying, I, I haven't done it yet. Oh right, sorry. I, yeah, I thought you had already done that. No, I think maybe I may have worded it wrong, but um, I was supposed to for Toronto now, but I was too worried because I was like. When I go through customs, because I didn't have enough time, like I didn't have enough time to discuss it with my dad, because my dad's done it plenty of times. So I don't know what he does. Does he tell them he has, you know, how you have to, like, especially kind of strict that like, you have to do a tick box thing and you have to say, yeah, I've got weapons or you don't. And I'm like, what the hell do I say? I've got weapons. And then what happens? Do they check my bag? And then what do I say? Like, we're insured and licensed, but it's still that thing because it's new to you. Everything yeah. that's, you're a bit like, you know, and I don't want trouble. Like me, I'm a very convenient person. I'm a very like it has to it just has to be convenient. I'm yeah, so yeah. like any any sign of conflict or anything like that, I'm exactly yeah. like that. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind if you want to conflict me, that's cool, but as in if it's gonna waste my time or like, you know, I'm gonna go through security and then they're gonna take me to a room and I, all I wanna do after a long journey is I wanna get the hell out of there and go to bed or wanna eat, you know? So these are the kind of things, but obviously I will speak to my dad. Uh, it's a good question. I need to ask him, like, you know, what do I take? Do I tell them? Do I, what, what happens? Yeah, How do you do you it? You know, it's funny, funny you say that, and now it actually makes sense, because sometimes when you go there, you're like, do you, have you got a weapon? And they're like, I go, who's actually going to say yeah? But actually, there are cases where you have to actually sort of identify it as well. So, you, you know, thanks for that as well. Thank you, know, for, for answering that, because it does make sense now. But um, on on your travels, you've been to a lot of countries. Which is sort of your memorable experience, or especially where you've done a show there or interacted with the, with people? Um, I would say I did. I went to a camp many many years ago in Spain, and um, this was when I was quite young. I'm 28, by the way. Um, and I um, we did a whole camp. Like this was with my dad, though. We did a whole camp. Uh, with the Spanish kids, it was so fun. Was it Spain? No, no, sorry. Was it Spain or Holland? Because we went to a few. We went to a few, but anyway. <laughs> On this tour, yeah. Holland was good actually as well, and Spain. Spain, I got a lot of love. There was a lot of sunga there. A lot of kids that joined in, and it was a great time. A lot of love, beyond everything. And same with Holland, it was very fun. It was, you know, good to interact with all these people similar age to me and whatnot. And some of us are still in contact till today, so we'll talk about. You know, back then this happened. This was funny, blah blah blah. And um, but the most recent, which I remember properly, is the course camp where I went to in Toronto. It was amazing. We connected so well, and not only did I teach them like obviously footwork, gut guard, but I also spoke about mental health in between. So obviously, one, I feel like it, they both kind of help each other. So when you feel down, you know, do something fitness wise. It will help your mental health, and then other way around as well, whichever um so yeah th there's a connection there but course camp was absolutely amazing and um a little short story just to uh to share uh is a bit of it starts with a negative and to the positive is that um you know I guess when you're doing well in life people try and uh make sure you're not doing well and we all get it you probably get it you know there's so many other people who probably get it and um uh, so someone was trying to stop me from going you could say and try to be like, um, oh, you know, this thingany, she's not a proper thingany, you know, 
why you called her to a camp and it was from an unknown account as well which was funny and they're harassing Toronto Call Camp and the Sikh Initiative um, and just like you know trying to kind of put me down why are you calling her and they were doing it for weeks so it was a bit like okay this is a bit full on and um and I guess some people are the kind of people who would follow that and be like, you know what, this has happened. Uh, we're going to listen to this person and we're going to not invite her, for example. But the, but this group, um, the Toronto camp, uh, the girls, or it was actually a team of girls and boys, the camp people from Toronto, Seek Initiative team. They told me about the situation and they said, this is happening. But you know what? We're gonna, we want to give them a good reply so they can be quiet. <laughs> I was like, okay, for sure. And they had mentioned my name. She's going to be involved. We're all going to do a video call. Since you have a lot to say, let's do it. No response. And I was like, see, this is what the world is like. You want to put people down behind a scene, behind a screen. But then when it's time to face them, where are you? You know, if you're, if you're saying, whatever you're saying about me or anyone else, any other influence, when you put them down, I see with happening to other people, please face them and talk to them about it. Why are you going to hide behind a screen? And, and look at that, it, it kind of backfired on that person because it just amazing experience came out of it. I got to still go, obviously, they were still going to call me, you know. And, um, you know, obviously, like I said before, I'm not a preacher anyway. So I'm not going to be perfect. I am not perfect. Uh, but I just try my best. That's the thing. Um, and it was amazing. And that's it. You know, I won. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I saw, I saw uh, one thing. Um, it might be a bit of a kind of left field curve on this. The, you also got interest in being a stunt woman. Is that is that right? Yeah. Wait, how do you know that? Did I mention that? No. I, I, hey, look. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I was just talking about the other day as well to my friend. Um, and I was like to her, oh, like, that's my, like, I really want to be one. And I looked into it when I was in England, but then I I stopped looking into it because I see the whole transitioning here and moving and stuff. But I, I want to look, uh, yeah, when I get time properly, obviously, I'm still, like, doing stuff here, still doing projects. And I want to catch up. I'm a very, like, chill woman. I like to do projects. I like to do my job. I like to, you know, make money without stress. So when I have time and I'm like, okay, you know what? I have time to sit and look into this. Then I will do it. But yeah, I really want to be one. Oh my god! <laughs> what would it? What does the average week in terms of when you're balancing your, your, your from a fitness point and your commitment? Like, if it was the best week of 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 your training, what does it look like so people can get an idea? Yeah. So, um, recently I've only been because obviously it's hard when you go on holiday. Then you, um, I kind of, you know, I'm falling back again. Um, but I try and be active however, however I can, whether it's like going on hikes when I'm on holiday, going for long walks, you know, if I'm on holiday, especially when the weather's hot and you're losing calories, you're sweating, whatever. Um, but when I'm back home and I'm properly at home, as in I'm not going anywhere, then I try and hit gym like six times a week. And then then, my, then when it's my lazy week um, or I'm going through something, then it cuts down to like probably like three. Um Oh, I'll build it up. So obviously I've been on holiday and coming back. So I'm going to build it up. So, I, so far, I've only, I came back. When did I come back? I forgot when I came back. It was some... Three weeks, maybe. No, it's been only a few days. It's a few days. <laughs> oh, sorry. Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. That's it, I, yeah, so I came back. And then um, obviously I, I went 
Thursday, so just yesterday I went training. Today, look, I've got the podcast with you, so I wasn't able to go. Because in the evenings, I like to have my own time, wind down. Like, I'm going to go to a Geekdom program today, too. Um, So it's like, you know, and then you just get tired. So I like to either get my workout done in the morning or early afternoon. And then if I don't, then I don't. So whatever. So is, there, is there particular exercises or uh, things you do to improve your, your Gatka skills? Um, so not for, well, yeah, I run. Yeah. I try and do cardio because you need cardio for Gatka for sure. Um, especially if, if it's only like a few of us doing it and then it gets hard, you know, cause it's going to be your turn again in like 10 seconds. Um, so I, for that, it's just cardio really that helps. And I would say uh, even like picking up weights, you know, um, tries buys whatever it's good because some shashas are heavy to be honest um but it's funny because what, like all the cardio and strength building of your arms or whatever it can be done in gatka too because obviously picking up shashas using shashas that are heavy um doing it uh, doing gatka really fast with speed that's all cardio strength building as well so yeah. what's the he- what's like uh, the weight what would you say of the, the heavy shashas that you use the heaviest one. I'm not really good with kgs, but I don't know, like five, six kg, and and it gets heavy because not when you hold it, but when you're swinging it, it feels yeah. heavy, heavier. So that's the that's the tricky part when you're actually swinging it around. Yeah, because I remember, heavy. you know, when I've been to um, India, you you and you go to the Gordare, and you just see some of the shots that was that was being used at the time especially like baba deep thing and like you, you just see the size and then the, you could just imagine the weight it's like how strong those people were just unbelievable yeah. exactly you know back in the days there was more barney bhakti meditation simran you know there was more of that and more training less laziness eating less crap you know um there was because of all that then, obviously the people were bigger back then. They could handle bigger shashtad. They could go on for longer. We've become, you know, less into Sikhi, less into Barney, less into doing Simran, being more lazy and letting negative things take over. And then we just stay home. And, and now it's all become like, oh, we need to heal before we do anything. You know, we, it's become so much like that, that we forget. Like, actually, you can choose your thoughts. You can choose your happiness. You can choose your actions. You're just deciding that because in the moment you just think it's right. But actually, no. When you're sad, you need to get out. And I promise you, you can even message me if it does happen. But next time you're sad and you don't feel like doing anything, you feel depressed, go to the gym or go for a run or even go for a walk then and tell me that doesn't change anything for you. If it doesn't, you know what? I'm saying to myself, cost me out, okay? But if it does, then praise me. <laughs> so what's the um, what's the biggest injury or near miss that you've ever had? For me, um, so I don't know if you can see on camera, but I have less eyebrows on this side. I've only got this. one eyebrow, so I can't really say anything. <laughs> oh my God, oh. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm one eyebrow, me. <laughs> That's fine. I used to, as a kid, that really bothered me because it used to be like, I used to, it's like the McDonald's sign. I used to get that. So. In school, 
oh, are you talking about that person on McDonald's? And, that's yeah, so yeah. Much. That's just slap myself out. <laughs> but um, no, I rate people though who can, you know, confidently still walk out there, like, you know, oh, wow, you got hair here. Yeah, like, I'm, like, honestly, I look up to those people and think, wow, that's good because yeah. some people are like, gotta get rid of these and like men especially and i'm like really men i don't know <laughs> let's go to the injury because this is triggering a lot of old school thoughts <laughs> so, i mean okay unwind that erase that anyway uh so when it comes to injury i so i, I used to obviously do gatka and uh, when i was little with my dad and i was only like what six seven um we're at the gym because uh, it was like a gym we used to train in back then and we had loads and loads of mirrors and it was like a so obviously what happens is at Gatka classes is you know once we've done the warm-up and everyone starts doing their own thing in their own spots and what I decided to do when everyone's practicing doing their thing I'm running right and I run and this guy he swings and he doesn't see me and he swings onto my face and he smacks my head like smacks my face obviously I start crying and then, uh, I'm like, oh, like, whatever, it's coming, blah, blah. And my dad picks me up. He takes me to the mirror and he's like looking at it, like with me. And he's like, oh, and he didn't realize how bad it was, but he's like, oh no, like, uh, what the hell, man? It's like really bad. Um, then he had to take me to the hospital and they had to do a stitch. So I got like, I had stitches on this side. But yeah, so I don't remember the pain. I just remember me crying. And I remember obviously, like that happened. I just remember a swing, and I just oh, remember I my dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, that the only one I remember, like, was my mate. He lost the tooth. He came in to six form the next day with no, with with, with his tooth half a tooth. <laughs> yeah. Sanga, yeah. he knows who he, he knows who he is. I'll just leave it as that. Um, uh, so what? What does the sort of next sort of uh, six to twelve months look like for you? Um, what's your aspirations for combat core? What's the next sort of evolution? I don't really believe in planning long term. Reason is because anything can happen anytime. Um, my views started changing when my, my brother got into the accident and my nephew passed away. Did we know that was going to happen? No, we didn't. So, you know, I know someone could say, well, you're still going to have an aspiration. Yeah, I have aspiration. Like, like I said, I want to be a stunt woman, for example. Whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. Because right now, I'm not really prioritizing that. God might put something here in front of me now and be like, you have time, have a look, for example. I just feel like everything happens according to what God wants. And if God wants me to be a star woman, it's going to happen. And I'm not stressing whether I be or not. Because right now, I just live in now. I live in, okay, what I'm going to do today. So I know I'm going to go keep the program today, for example. I know I'm going to go and eat before I go out. Like, you know. I don't really plan long term because I feel like when I, if I do that, it's going to be like a stress on my mind that, oh my God, but you didn't do this, but you didn't do that. So I'd rather not. I can say what I want to do and we'll just see when it happens. So, you know, for example, okay, even for my birthday, obviously my birthday's on 31st of March. I want to go to Hawaii for my birthday. So we're planning it, my, my friends. But I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, like it's going to happen. next week? 31st of March. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you said 31st of August. Sorry. Like, but, you know, I can plan like that because it's a special day event. But when it comes to my own thing, like about CK, anything can happen because someone can message me tomorrow about a club. 
or like I might end up planning a trip to San Fran. I don't know what's going to happen, but all I know is I want to continue inspiring people, empowering people. I want to help you. I want to help people. I want to, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing right now. Continue that and we'll just see how it goes. Um, there's no, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I'm not putting that kind of pressure on myself, basically. Sorted, right? Okay, so this is called the bandwagon. So um, what I do is at this section of the podcast, I, is, I ask the guests, is there a bandwagon that they want to jump on? Is there a bandwagon that they want to jump off? Or is there anything that they want to get off their chest? This is their space to kind of discuss. Okay. I'll probably mess it up, but, you know, we'll just keep trying to like that. <laughs> okay, good. No, it's your space. Is there anything that you want to get off your chest that you always wanted to, you want to, you know, something that's bugging you now or you want to have an opinion on or this is your space to do so? Um, What really bugs me, um, I would say, is when people don't support each other. I think it's really important that people support each other. Stop hating on each other. Stop being jealous of each other and join hands. If you can't join hands with the person because you feel like, they're, they're, they're too much they're too pretty for you or they're, they're too confident for you or anything like that then just keep your mouth shut and just keep walking because people don't need the negativity I don't want it you wouldn't want it no one wants it so if you have something good to say do say it and do you know show that as well show that love but if you have nothing good to say don't say it at all and that's it. I think that's my main message to people um, or even like, you know, uh, to anyone that love over hate always. Wow. Thank you very much. The way that you put that succinctly together was amazing. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks. I'm going to bring it to a close. Is there? Um, I really appreciate you taking the time and um, getting a real brief insight in terms of sort of your journey and and, and your learning and um, I really hope that you continue to on your pathway to um, to become the stunt woman. You know, look into Jackie Chan, look into the other other martial arts, look, looking at everything like that. And um, you know, thank you for really taking this time out. I know you got a really mad schedule, so um, and you know, for us to fit this in was great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I feel good. We got this done. Like I feel like wow, it feels like a thing tick off the list. I feel happy. Yay! Like <laughs> fucking you. Now, my turn to be like, have you edited it yet? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I always get it out quickly, so um, it, it's not a problem. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Honestly, it means a lot. Um, and, you know, you, you you value me by, you know, inviting me. I feel valued. I feel special. I'm very, very thankful. Um, and I hope God makes me, like, I hope God keeps me this way. I don't ever want to, no matter how high I get life or how much more popular I get, I want to keep loving people and I keep, you know, my DMs open for anyone who ever needs help. Um, and that's it. Happy life to everybody. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, thank you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.